Welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. Today we're continuing our Revelation series, Revelation series number seven, The Servants of God. And like we have been doing, I'll read it from the message. And yes, just, series number seven, it's also chapter number seven. Yeah. I'm taking one chapter at a time. If you've noticed, when I say number seven, it means chapter yeah. seven, but I thought that was kind of cool to say series number seven. So this is 18 chapters, or 18 verses. And I'm going to read it, and then I'm sure Shannon will use some other version, and we'll just talk about it. It's a great chapter. Well, they have 17 verses. Oh, 17? What did I say? 18? 18. I'm not writing another verse, so we'll stick with okay, 17. thank you. So, <clears throat> we're, not meant to, we're not meant to change it. No. Here we go. Immediately I saw four angels standing at the four corners of earth, standing steady with a firm grip on the four winds, so no wind would blow on earth or sea, not even rustle a tree. Then I saw another angel rising from where the sun rose, carrying the seal of the living God. He thundered to the four angels, assigned the task of hurting earth and sea. Don't hurt the earth. Don't hurt the sea. Don't so much as hurt a tree until I've sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. I heard the count of those who were sealed, 144,000. They were sealed out of every tribe of Israel, 12,000 sealed from Judah, 12,000 from Reuben, 12,000 from Gad, 12,000 from Asher, 12,000 from Naphtali, 12,000 from Manasseh, 12,000 from Simeon, 12,000 from Levi, 12,000 from Issachar, 12,000 from Zebulun, 12,000 from Joseph, 12,000 sealed from Benjamin. I looked again. I saw a huge crowd, too huge to count. Everyone was there, all nations and tribes, all races and languages, and they were standing dressed in white robes and waving palm branches, standing before the throne and the Lamb and heartily singing, Salvation to our God on his throne, salvation to the Lamb. All who were standing around the throne, angels, elders, animals, fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, singing, Oh yes, the blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving, the honor and power and strength to our God forever and ever and ever, oh yes. Just then, one of the elders addressed me. Who are these dressed in white robes, and where do they come from? Taken aback, I said, Oh, sir, I have no idea, but you must know. Then he told me, These are those who come from the great tribulation, and they've washed their robes, scrubbed them clean in the blood of the Lamb. That's why they're standing before God's throne. They serve him day and night in his temple. The one on the throne will pitch his tent there for them. No more hunger, no more thirst, no more scorching heat. The Lamb on the throne will shepherd them will lead them to spring waters of life, and God will wipe every last tear from their eyes. That is good. I do want to, this is all about praise, this whole chapter. Mm-hmm. And I want to just read and this. And redemption. And redemption. I, yes, I want just want to read this little sentence. Mm-hmm. Two sentences. It says, perhaps praise is the greatest weapon we have in protecting ourselves against the fear we naturally feel in the face of overwhelming evil. Just as God gives us peace that surpasses all understanding when we pray, see Philippians 4, 7, perhaps he gives us courage that surpasses all understanding when we praise. Hmm. Oh, I like that. I like that too. That's why I wanted to read it. Okay. But um, did you also notice I didn't stop when I was reading? There's a couple poems in here. A couple rhymes. Well, yeah, it depends on the translation. Well, there's rhymes in this one. So no wind would blow on earth or sea. Not even wrestle a tree. Oh, okay, okay. And then there's another one. Wait. 
Don't hurt the sea. Don't so much as hurt a tree until I seal the servants of our God on their foreheads. Yes, seize the trees. Okay, okay. So let's talk about what that means. Let's start at the beginning. Well, all right. So let's cover, let's let's put this in context and backtrack. Okay. What was going on in six? There was an earthquake. The sun turned black as ink. The moon turned red like blood. Stars were falling out of the sky like figs shaken from a tree. And everyone was hiding, trying to hide in mountain caves and rocky dens. They're telling the mountains and the rocks, please hide us, fall on us. So the we great got through six seals. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of terrible things happening on oh, right. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't the worst was yet to come. Oh, right. Because it says in verse 1, after this, I saw the four angels standing at the four corners, holding back the four winds. Yeah. Another angel came out and said, don't harm it until we put the seal on the foreheads. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be the last of the last here. Is what the, I mean, time is really ticking down. Yeah. We've had the plagues. We've had the, we've had the wars. We've had the famine. We've had all that stuff going on. And this is, I mean, this is like the climax of it all coming. True. We're standing right on the edge of the climax here. True. And then God does something absolutely miraculous here. He does something incredible here. What? The 144,000 witnesses come forward. They see the sealed, the, the, the Jewish believers. The 144,000 witnesses. So yeah, it, it talks about them. Um, in the Old Testament, there's always been a remnant. Yeah. Anytime... Um, God has taken his hand off of Israel. There's always been a remnant. There's always mm -hmm. been someone Left who has over. been faithful mm -hmm. and is kept. Mm -hmm. um, no matter what else happens, there's someone faithful. Mm -hmm. So they, they, that, that is a consistency with God. And, I mean, how awesome is this now that the people that Jesus was born to that rejected him mm -hmm. are now coming back. Mm -hmm. 144,000. I read... Uh, read something about this seal, too. Mm -hmm. um, it was common practice at the time, um, especially among the Romans, to brand their slaves on the forehead. Oh. It did multiple things, including protect the slaves from people coming to steal them. Well, I mean, that's You were marked true. to the point where you can't get away from it. Put it right on the forehead. Um, so, I mean, it was pretty blatant. Right. The, number one, you're a slave, to. but also who you belong to. Right. Just like we brand cattle and horses out here. Yeah. Um, so that no one can steal them and say, this is mine. No, that's my brand. It's an indelible mark that you cannot remove. Yeah. You can't really hide it. Oh. This is on their foreheads. You can't hide it. Right. But another thing that I, I, it was interesting because it goes, uh, verses 5 through 8. Mm -hmm. It goes through all the tribes, but there's one missing. Dan. I looked it up. Mm -hmm. They believe that Dan is missing because uh, the tribe of Dan fell into idolatry. They're the first ones to do it. Yeah, and and there was other places, a lot of places, they fell into idolatry. And but then I also read that they, during the millennium, they come, there are there, they get are given allotted land. But I just looked and I don't see that. I don't know where they got that, so I'm not sure if that's true or not. But um, yeah. Dan is excluded. Or I also read something else, and I didn't read this Joseph, today. Joseph is listed instead. It's Joseph and Manasseh, his son. Right. So um, I did read somewhere else, uh, but I didn't read it today, so I don't know what other tribe. It said Dan could have been sucked into one of the other tribes, and I don't know if 
which tribe that would be. So if you feel like it, look it up. See what tribe was the tribe of Dan sucked into. But I think a lot, I mean, there was a lot of places. Oh, I just read that um, the tribe of Dan, you know, they took over this idolatry stuff, and it was Moses' sons who were their priests who did this idolatry stuff. So so anyway. Uh, There's another one missing. Ephraim. Oh, the other son of Joseph. Mm-hmm. Well, they were half-tribes. Right. They weren't full tribes. He, he wasn't mentioned here. Yeah, he's not but mentioned. They, I would, I would, it would be easier for me to understand how those tribes could have been Sucked combined, in. Combined. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the two half tribes? The two half tribes become one. Tribe. Yeah, so. But it's interesting, too, because there's a lot of apostate teachings out there that talks about the lost tribes of Israel. Yeah, they're not lost. They're not bad. lost. They're not lost. I don't know where they, they are. are. I don't, yeah, they're not lost. There's no lost. God, that, did, God didn't lose any of them. No, God knows anybody. where everybody is. So, yeah, I don't like that. The other thing that I think is it's very interesting is this, again, Revelation, the last book in the New Testament, mm-hmm. has such strong ties to the Old Testament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone who takes just the New Testament as a standalone is missing so much depth and context mm-hmm. because the Old Testament comes back. These are the, these are, these are the tribes of the Exodus, mm-hmm. and they are being brought forward. Again, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. God's promises are always, he doesn't break his promises. And there is a belief in the church at large. Mm-hmm. Some Christians believe that the church replaced Israel as God's children. That's not true. No. God, they're still God's children and we're God's children. And well, the, they promise, do, the promise was made to Abraham in the very yeah. beginning and God doesn't ever unpromise anything. No. He doesn't break his promises. I will say. So your descendants are very important here in the Jewish people are no different than Gentiles in that they need Jesus to get to heaven. Exactly. So, but the church does not wipe out Israel as being God's chosen people. No. I mean, we are God. If you have chosen Jesus, you're one of his chosen. And just to, uh, just to add to that, yeah. um, when God chose his people, he said, you'll conquer the earth. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, it's a pathway to heaven. True. That was only available through Christ. Mm-hmm. So he never told them that they're automatically saved because they're born into it. Yeah, That's not what it is. There's mm-hmm. chosen people here on earth, but they still have to make that decision for mm-hmm. Christ. And these 144 did. 144,000. Do not, yeah, do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Mm-hmm. The servants, those that have accepted him, and then as servants... They have a job to do mm-hmm. on the earth mm-hmm. after all this tribulation has gone and all these terrible things that have happened. There's 144,000 that are sealed as servants of God and they will serve God. Mm-hmm. Um, they're missionaries. Mm. They're evangelists. They're going out and spreading the word. And, I mean, what a what a change mm-hmm. from crucify him right. to let me show you salvation through mm-hmm. Jesus. And then after that, it, if, if, if you're reading Revelation 7 for yourself mm-hmm. and you don't uh, realize there's a break there between 8 and 9, it's two different crowds. Mm-hmm. First, it's the 144,000 Jewish believers. The servants, yeah. The servants. And then it's a huge crowd. 9 through 12 is uh, everyone was there, all nations and tribes, races and languages. And they were standing. These were the ones that came out of the tribulation. So these are not the Jewish believers. These are 
These are the ones that have been saved through the message of the 144,000. Do you think so? That's what I think. That possibly could be. These are the ones. I don't know. These are the ones now that it says, you know, that they, they're, um, uh, they're wearing wearing right, what, the white robes and are holding palm branches. Palm branches. Yeah. But it says... And then later on, when he, when the elder comes to John, yeah. he says, who are these? And he yeah. says, they are they who have come out of the great tribulation. Yes. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So these are the people that have been saved during the tribulation. Mm. These are the ones that changed during the tribulation. Mm. They came Could out be. the other yeah. side. Mm-hmm. And I think the 144,000... Probably are suffering as they're evangelizing, but they oh, are protected. Sure. They are protected. They are protected. So they may, you know, marked by God. Imagine the Antichrist and what right. you people he saw with the foreheads. Yes, I mean that's the ultimate, you know, warrior against Satan. So Satan's yeah. going to go after them hard, but God never allows them to perish. Right. They may suffer. Yeah. For him as his servants, they may suffer, but he will protect them. Mm-hmm. Because they have a mission to do, and in the end, God's in charge. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. I love how now I'm talking about the big crowd. Mm-hmm. All nations and tribes, all races and languages. Mm-hmm. God loves variety. That's why He's made people all different. He didn't. That's why there's all shades of skin. That's why there's all different cultures. I mean, it all can glor. It all was meant to glorify God. The languages. The- it was all meant to glorify God, all the differences. And and together, it's like that, oh, so I'm thinking of like a symphony. Mm-hmm. Each one, each each instrument can be beautiful on its own, but you can't play the song with just one. So all of us come together from all the tribes, from all the different peoples of the world, with all our different languages and everything. And when we come together in worship, that's when we can hear that, the great symphony yeah. and praise to God. Yeah, I probably read that somewhere. That's too clever for me. But, but all the other yeah. thing I think is interesting here is this is true worship. Yeah. And it says they're wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. Mm-hmm. When did that happen before? Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday, when they ushered when, him into when Jesus Jerusalem. was go, going into Jerusalem. But the same people that said that later said crucifying. Crucify yeah, but they won't they say that here. Hold. Right. This, this is this is true servants. Mm-hmm. This isn't somebody who's bandwagoning on at the last minute. These are true servants of God. And yeah. those people that have been saved at this point in time, I think it's interesting too. John says, then one of the elders asked me, who are they? Yeah. Why did he Where do they that? come from? I wonder what, John was says, it a rhetorical question? Because John doesn't know. I John's mean, like, I get, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why the elder asked him that. Maybe just because, who knows. Yeah. But uh, I just, I love this chapter of Revelation because it is so joyous and glorifying. And actually, uh, I'm trying to see the, oh, we're going to come into some pretty hairy stuff here in the next few chapters. But this, this, I just love this book. I love Revelation. It's, it feels like it's going to happen anytime now because of all the crazy stuff in our world. But I don't know. I mean, do you want to do eight, too? So, well, how long is eight? Eight, let's see. We're going to check and see how long chapter eight is. It's only 13 verses. <laughs> do you want me to just read eight? Okay, just hang on a minute, though. Oh, okay, we're going to wait. Shannon's wanna, looking so much. I want to bring something, something else up here. Oh, go ahead. When we're looking at Revelation 7, yeah. and we get into the description that the elder gives John, 
Yeah. He says, they're the ones who came out of the Great Tribulation. Mm -hmm. And then he says, never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. Mm -hmm. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. So all these things that happened to them. Yeah. For the Lamb at the center of the throne, Jesus, will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. Yeah. And that is in quotation marks. Mm -hmm. That is straight from Psalm 23. Mm -hmm. But the other thing, um, one writer I was just reading about, uh, Matthew 25, he talks about um, uh, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, he will sit on his throne, all nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate the people one from another as a separate, uh, shepherd separates sheep from goats. And the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Mm-hmm. That's, his, his, that's his people mm-hmm. standing there with him now. Yeah. And, he, and he says that. He says, you know, when the Son of Man comes in glory, I'm going to gather those people. Right. I'm going to gather those people around me. And he says, for I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. These are the saved mm-hmm. that are standing around him. And he's saying, these are my people. Mm, my people. So they're coming up for judgment. And he says, you're my people. Come stand on this side. Mm. I think that's just, a, just an awesome thing. And the people will say, well, when did we do all these things? He said, you did it for your brothers, yeah. which means you did it for me. Mm-hmm. I just love that connection. Yeah. And and. The hope that that gives, the hope that we see the tribulation and all the scary things in the tribulation, and yet those that come through the tribulation are standing on the right-hand side, and he says, these are my people. Mm-hmm. These are my people. And like you said, color, language, race does not matter. My, it, it, well, my people. Part of it, it does matter because you wanted everybody. So right. all the different... Shades, all the different cultures, everybody together worshiping yeah. Jesus. For God yeah. so loved the world, and the yeah. world standing there. Mm-hmm. Going back to that 80s song. Yeah. We are the world. Go ahead. I'd like the world. I'd like to buy the world a Coke. <laughs> all right. So let's, yeah, let's, let's jab right It's only 18 eight. minutes. Let's go for it. We're going right. to do chapter 8. We are breaking tradition here. Yeah, so this is Revelation series number 8 now. Not sure if I can put that in the title. This will be like a surprise. So. Okay. Okay. So chapter eight. You skip it and go to nine. You're gonna miss it. You have to go back. Yeah. Okay. Chapter eight. When the Lamb ripped off the seventh seal, heaven. Last seal. Okay. Now I got to start over. There were seven seals total. So okay. Ahead. Yes. All right. When the Lamb ripped off the seventh seal, heaven fell quiet, complete silence for about half an hour. I saw the seven angels, who are always in readiness before God, handed seven trumpets. Then another angel, carrying a gold censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given a great quantity of incense so that he could offer up the prayers of all the holy people of God on the golden altar before the throne. Smoke billowed up from the incense-laced prayers of the holy ones, rose before God from the hand of the angel. Then the angel filled the censer with fire from the altar and heaved it to earth. It set off thunders, voices, lightnings, and an earthquake. The seven angels with the trumpets got ready to blow them. At the first trumpet blast, hail and fire mixed with blood were dumped on earth. A third of the earth was scorched. A third of the trees and every blade of green grass burned to a crisp. The second angel trumpeted. Something like a huge mountain blazing with fire was flung into the sea. A third of the sea turned to blood. A third of the living sea creatures died, and a third of the ships sank. The third angel trumpeted. A huge star, blazing like a torch, fell from heaven, wiping out a third of the rivers and a third of the springs. 
The star's name was Wormwood. A third of the water turned bitter, and many people died from the poison water. The fourth angel trumpeted. A third of the sun, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars were hit, blacked out by a third, both day and night, and one-third blackout. I looked hard. I heard a lone eagle flying through middle heaven, crying out ominously, Doom, doom, doom to everyone left on earth. There are three more angels about to blow their trumpets. Doom is on its way. Wow. I would... See, animals talk. That eagle was talking, screaming, crying out, doomed. Wow. That is, like, scary. It is. And, you know, it says all of heaven, all these... You know, all the elders and the animals have been praising God all along. The 144,000 are there. All that multitude are there, and they're all praising God. And then, dead silence. Yeah, and then the interesting thing, for 30 minutes, some interpretations say, but for like a half hour. In heaven, they registered a half hour, 30 minutes. So I'm wondering, John is watching. So is he watching a silent vision for 30 minutes? Or he's right there for 30 Everything minutes? Everything stops for 30 minutes. Well, it has to be because he said 30 minutes. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So, yeah. 30 minutes. It's amazing. And, you know, what happens next is, is yeah. incredible. But Very, um, this is when the, the earth, it feels the effects of all our sin. And this is, yeah, this is, this is the seventh seal. Yeah. This is the end. This is the last of the last. There are seven seals, and this is the seventh one coming up. Coming up. So right. now, God's people have been gathered, and here it goes. But then there's two trumpets left in chapter 9. Right. Chapter 9 is very scary, we too. We only get five of the seven trumpets here. Uh, eight. Four. Four. Mm -hmm. four. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is, it must have been a third of the sun, a third of the moon, a third of the stars were hit, blacked out by a third, both day and night, and one third blackout. So we must still be revolving the earth. So that... Well, people in this must have been confused. Will be confused. I mean, we always have the sun and the moon. I mean, even if it, we can't see it, like behind clouds or whatever, we know it's there. I mean, it's just that's a constant. We never think it's not going to be there. So that's got to be so well, the first, crazy. The first angel, hail and fire mixed with blood. Yeah. And all the green grass was burned up. Mm -hmm. a third of the earth was completely destroyed. A third of the trees and all green grass was gone. Yeah. Oh. Hail and fire mixed with blood coming from the sky. Oh. Just, ugh. Again, <coughs> going back to, you know, the, the plagues on Egypt. True. Similar there. And then the second one comes, and something like a huge mountain was thrown into the sea. Mm -hmm. Blazing with fire. I find it interesting, it says a third of the ship sank. So even while people, all this stuff is going on, people are still living their lives. So the people on ships... There's still people out on sea doing their thing. You know, it just was... Yeah, and you can... I can imagine if you think about what our, what our the press is like now. Yeah. Can you imagine the reporting of these things happening? Oh, they would, who knows what they're, how they're explaining all these natural disasters it. But I'm sure all the, and all this stuff. All the talking heads will, will have explanations for it. They'll say something like, Oh, this is global warming, <laughs> climate change. Yeah, it's climate change. This we is, had a mountain show up in the middle of the ocean and, and kill They'll have something, something. Yeah, but it, you know, and I can see 
people that are such stubborn, so stubborn that they have not accepted Christ at this point in time, like I said, trying to justify everything. Yeah. What's the Antichrist saying now? A third, of the, a third of the world just left. It's gone. He'll probably blame the Christians. So, yeah, this stuff's coming down. Blame God. And the third, uh, the third trumpet is sounded in a star, blazing like a torch falls from the sky. And it has its name, Wormwood. Right. But Wormwood, I don't know if there's any significance to that other than the fact that Wormwood is a very bitter herb. Yeah. It's a, well. It's a plant that we've seen. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember talking to Harriet about it, and she yeah. said it's actually a poison. Yeah. And the only thing it's used for with humans is deworming. Mm. You got worms, a small amount of it will kill the worms. Okay. A large well, amount of it will kill you. I think there is significance because one of the Psalms, maybe you want to look that up, says God calls all the stars by name. I think he has named every single star. Right. So but this, this one might just be representative of the fact that it's bitter. Because yeah. it says a third of the water is turned bitter. People died from the waters. In other words, the water, a third of the water is no longer drinkable. Right, but There's the people no are so thirsty, water. so they can yeah, drink and the if poison. somebody drinks it, it'll poison them. And the fourth trumpet. Yeah, the, that, that, a third of the sun and a third of the moon and a third of the stars. I think you'd, you'd feel like you're like in some Star Trek A big movie. chunk of the sky is gone. The sun's not round anymore. No. A third, a third of, of it's missing. A third of the moon, you could you could say, well, you know, it's just that part of it. It's that time we've got a shadow. No. True. There's a hole in it. Yeah. And the sun is, is oh. And a third of the stars just disappear third of the day was without light and also a third of the night. Mm-hmm. No light at all. Complete, utter pitch black. Yeah. I, I can't even comprehend it. I'm thinking of a Doctor Who episode. When, um, do you remember that one? I think it was Peter Capaldi, the old guy. Mm-hmm. I think. And they, they were uh, in astronaut outfits and something was happening with the moon and they, all these people were saying they had to shoot it down because they were afraid it was going to explode and kill everybody. He didn't do anything, and what happened? It became a butterfly. <laughs> of course, the well, it's not a butterfly. It comes up now. Now it's an eagle. In the end, an eagle yes. comes out. And woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because the trumpet blast is about to be sounded by the other three angels. So these four were bad. It's going to get worse. But it's going to get worse. And yeah. this is the point where there's no turning back. This is done. Yeah. God has pulled his people. There's nothing left. Well, I will say, oh boy, chapter 9. It just so shows how evil people are. are. I'm not going to say anything. Right. But there are. The, the concept here is that there's nothing left on the earth to save. The mm. earth itself, the stars, the sky, all of creation is going to get the full effect of sin. Yeah. The wages of sin are death, and yeah. the earth is going to die. It's, yeah. This is it. It's destroyed. It is utterly and completely destroyed at this point in time. Ugh. I watched an eagle that was flying in midair. You're right. He had the talking animals. Because yeah. he said, we've had these fantastic animals covered with eyes and all this kind of stuff. And this was just an, an eagle. eagle. A lone eagle. I heard an eagle that was flying in midair. And he was speaking, yelling. in a loud voice. That must have been a really loud voice. Well. Or will be. Yes. It's a supernatural phenomenon, obviously, because I believe everybody on earth is going to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, the... the the Bible says every knee will bow. Mm-hmm. And these people that are left will not be bowing to Christ. No. They'll be bowing to disaster. Mm. They'll be bowing to the end and saying, oh, we missed it. Mm. You know, 
I just just turn to Jesus now. If you don't know him, you gotta just so, turn to him. It's so sad to think that there are human beings that are going through this this time. Yeah. The earth is going, and, and the grass is burned up, and the stars are falling, and the sun is is busted. And yeah, the sun's busted. Every well, everything yeah. that you know, every scientist will look and say, "Well, this is what happens here, and this is what happens here." All of these things are contrary to what the most intelligent people in the world would say. They won't be able to explain it, but they will figure something out. If there's still people trying to figure things out, and if they don't want to turn to God, they'll they'll try something. to justify yeah. it. Yeah, but. This point in time, <sighs> there's nothing redeemable. Sin is sin. all that's left is sin. Yeah, that's all that's left. So and anyway, so God takes it out. I hope you stick with us through all Revelation. Yes, but I'm kind of thinking maybe we should take a break. But now we're right in the middle of the trumpets. It yeah, it does better. get better. So this is this is this is seven ends beautifully and eight ends horribly. Nine ends holds with two. Yes, but seven. Oh, no, no. Nine, ten. The last lines of seven. He will lead them to springs of living Okay, that water, was nice. And but... God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And then the seventh seal, and it's done. Well, no, it's not. I mean, that part's done. I know, but I mean, some of the, crazy the seventh stuff. seal is when... That's that's the turning point. That's why there's that pause. That That is the... But then we get the two witnesses. That's the booming. But I think that that is... I'm not sure Revelation is chronological. Oh, no, it's not chronological, so, so I don't know I don't, that I don't know. I think the, the stuff that we see later about the Antichrist that comes in. Oh, that could be in there. Before. Oh, I that think could, that happens yeah. during the tribula- tribulation. Yeah, probably. I tell you what, though. You know, we've got to be right with Jesus. I mean, enjoy life, but, you know, we've got to know God. We've got to know Jesus. Well. Can't turn away from him. I mean, you can. It's a bad choice. An though. understanding of... of the acceptance of Christ is not accepting him out of fear. I just don't want to be one of those people, so I'll say I accept Christ. That's not it. It's those people that really come to Christ. Right, but I tell you what, I think God can use fear to bring people to him, but then he can I think change he can it. to an extent, but if all it is is fear, then it won't. Well, that won't stick. No, it's, it's, it's not true if it's just out of fear. It has to be out of love. You have to accept Christ out of love because he loves you first. Yeah. We love because he loved us first. Mm-hmm, that's a verse. It has to be it has to be a love thing. It is a relationship thing. But if someone's afraid, they can say, Okay, Jesus, I want to accept you because I'm really afraid of all this stuff that they just read. But Shannon says I need to love you, so maybe show me how to do it all. I mean, just go yes, to him you honestly. Can do that. You yeah. Can do that. Yeah. So But you know, someone who is coerced into something Oh, yeah, they won't stick. That's not sticking. No. And fear is a coercion. True. And, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. That's, that's, that's another verse. But the fear of the Lord is the respect of the Lord, yeah, the understanding reverence. who he is, who we are, yeah. what this all means. Because if you think of, like, dictators or whatever, they resort to torture because... I wonder if at this point in time... Because they can't get people to do anything else. they got to torture them. I wonder if at this time, near this fallen so far... That no one puts two and two together anymore. Possibly. They don't look at Revelation and say, well, these are all the things that I've said. Why really not? And they're probably all high and drunk. Well, or whatever. They're always thinking of new drugs. So. They're, wrapped, they're wrapped into, and we'll get into that when we get into the Antichrist and what people that are following the Antichrist do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's pretty scary, but it's, it's glorious in the end. Oh. Very glorious. This is a beautiful thing for followers of Christ. Yes. Because 
all of the decay and the death and the tears and all of those things that are happening on the earth go away. Mm-hmm. And it's remade the way it was supposed to be in the mm-hmm. beginning. What a, oh, that's that's a uh, spoiler alert. That's coming in the future. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Yes. God bless. Tell people about us. They might like some of these episodes. You know. I would love it if you would if you're listening to this to let us know and and read it for yourself and research it for yourself and look at these things for yourself and uh, one of the blessings we have as Christians is within our within our Christian community is to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And to, to seek and to find these things and get to know more and more and mature as Christians by learning more and more about them. One more thing before we go. If you want to be a guest on our show, just let us know. We'd love to have you as a guest. Oh, that'd be fun. You could take part in our conversation. So anyway. God bless. God bless. See you later.